Hello, hello, welcome back. We're back, we're back again. Raps on TV, back for another weekend to talk about the latest news in boxing. All things, all things ranging from different subjects, talking about, well, we've got a guest on the show today. Need to find my notes before I can even start breaking everything down. But what we've got on the show today, we're going to be going through the uh, Stevenson from Farah. Uh, which was a fight that happened last week. Um, for those of you who even may, might be saying, Kojo, what are you talking about? Why, why is this so on a Tuesday? We've now moved to a Tuesday night. Um, instead of the Thursdays, we just felt that we couldn't bring you the latest and biggest news in boxing. So we thought, you know what? Let's just bring the show forward a couple of days, see what reaction we get, see how our listeners feel about that in terms of interacting, and then we'll see what we do in terms of maybe getting an additional show on. But... Back to what's been going on. We had Adonis Stevenson versus Fonfara. Um, we also had the arrival of El- Elida Alvarez. So that makes the light heavyweight division slightly a bit more interesting. We've got the latest signing by Matrum, uh, bronze, bronze medalist in Rio, Josh, Joshua Brazzi. Um, how we What we're going to break down is how will his how will the AJ uh, success be the blueprint for Brazzi's success and obviously the management of AJ Boxing. We're going to discuss the build-up to this weekend's world title fight between uh, Lee Haskins and Ryan Burnett for the IBF Bantamweight. We're going to talk about all the latest in news, talking from Hay, um, reliving the anniversary of the Muhammad Ali's death. Uh, it's the first year anniversary. But we've got our guest on the show today, but I'm going to go over to my co-host and let him introduce himself and break it down. Yeah, guys, it's uh, NM, as usual. Dial in on 01506 243403 if you want to join the conversation or just send us a tweet. Um, tonight, we've got the undefeated English super middleweight champion, Daryl Williams, who had that war with Jermaine Smasher Smiles on the undercard of Lanford Kuzuse. I mean, that was a brilliant, <coughs> brilliant fight, you know, and uh, hats off to the guy. We're going to bring him to the show as we're going to talk about the rematch that he's got on with Smash a Smile. We also know he's moved up to Manchester to start working with the great, great Ricky Hatton. So we're going to find out how that's coming along. Also, we know he's been working with Frank Warren and getting involved with BT Small. So, you know, things are looking up for Daryl and we're wishing the best of luck. He's going to be joining the show in the next 15, 20 minutes. Um, so do make sure you join in. Thomas, mate, you want to say some, some Young Tom. Yeah, hi guys, how you all doing? Um, yeah, just looking forward to really in, um, speaking to Smash a Smile on the phone, like his last fight with... Um, no, sorry, speaking to Daryl Williams on the phone. Don't let the Tuesday confuse fight, yeah, you. <laughs> and, uh, yeah, with uh, Jermaine Smile, great fight last time, English super middleweight fight. Two work, you say working class fighters that just give it their all. Yeah. It's what you like to see, rock, duck, dig deep and... Um, yeah, great fight for the fans. Looking forward to the rematch. Um, a third fight, obviously, if Smile comes through this time, because it could always be on the cards. We've seen with uh, Lee Markham and uh, Lee Markham's fight on the weekend. He lost to Joe Mullender. Another fight, English level fight. Great fight for the fans. So, yeah, just great fights. But I think these fights need to be given more sort of coverage, um, more appreciation, really, because... Um, you see f- fights kind of built up so much that maybe they aren't given they're given too much notice whereas all these lower level fights sort of give them mm. need to be given more sort of coverage so yeah that's all I got to say tune in and uh, looking forward to some good questions yeah good good no thanks for that so well, welcome back everybody so as we said this last weekend was not a lot going on um, obviously we had Bradley Skeet and we'll go into that um, but I think the big fight that was on everybody's sort of mind really was the uh, Adonis Stevenson versus Von Farah, uh, which is obviously for the WBC. Um, surprise, surprise, that fight ended no longer than three rounds. So we had Von Farah actually uh, get pulled out of the fight after the second round. Um, Adonis Stevenson does what he does best, I would argue. Um, 
not really the greatest um, light heavyweight there's ever been or ever will be. But I think in terms of getting the job done, I think he that you, you can't really argue with that. So, guys, I mean, do you got to see the fight? What was your thoughts? Quick question, Coach. Do you see his dress cut, what he was wearing afterwards? And is he the king? I'm asking you, is he the king? Well, I think he's definitely not the king. Okay. I think there's no way you could call himself the king. He may have the WBC belt, but he's not the king. Okay, break it down. Why, why, why is he not the king? But, yeah, you just asked the question. I, I just asked the question. I could take over from this one. Gone, I, think, um, I think Stephen's a great fighter, but I think some are going to probably argue that he's probably taken the belt hostage a bit. He hasn't... Um, Fought maybe the people that we'd like to have seen him fight when he was fighting the likes of um, Bell. No, the, the likes of the, that caliber back mm-hmm. at, uh, back then. So I think like he needs the winner of Ward Kovalev's always a fight available. Maybe the changeover in uh, broadcasters might become make it more difficult. But um, I think at the moment I think he sits just behind Ward and Kovalev in the light heavyweight um, division. But he's definitely up there with one as one of the sort of explosive uh, characters of uh, boxing at the moment. Definitely. Yeah, if I was going to add to that, I would say it's, it's, it's not a surprise really what's happened. From Faro got KO'd <coughs> by Joe Smith Jr. before that. Mm-hmm. Um, he's fought from Faro before and he won it. But, you know, although he's put, put, from Faro put him down, you know, it's, it just seems like from Faro has been going downhill and Stevenson sort of like maintained his trajectory. So I think the outcome was, was pretty much a given. What would probably have been a lot better fight is if he fought Joe Smith Jr. I think he'd have a lot more credibility coming out of this you know so yeah the whole thing is you know for me for him to have a decent legacy at this stage now I think he needs to fight the Kovalev award winner and I don't think he's going to do that because he was given the opportunity to call them out after the fight and he didn't you know he no, kept he on called them out after the fight no no he didn't yeah, he's no, called he didn't. the winner out he's, he's called, called the, the winner, winner out. out no he said he's called the winner out before but he didn't no, do he it he called them after this fight no he didn't because what he Go said back. listen what he said was I will fight whoever Al Heyman wants me to fight. Those were his exact words. But he also uh, Sky he said, Sports. I want to fight the winner of yeah, Ward Scott, versus Kovalev. Sky Sports released an article saying he wanted the winner of Ward Kovalev. But this, this was before this, though. He no, this was only was the last the week. Only the last. No, but week. did you do it after the fight? After yes, the fight, straight after, after the fight. fight. No, maybe not on tele. Maybe not that's a telly, but saying. to the media. That's what maybe I'm, what I'm talking about is when oh, he was okay, yeah. after the fight. When he was in the ring, yeah. he was given the opportunity to do so, mm. and, and he didn't. You yeah. know, he didn't. You know, he, he, he at the press, the post con- press conference, the post-match press conference. He called them out. So, regardless of what we say, I think for me, I think uh, to say he held it hostage, I think is harsh. I think look, if you look back in boxing and you look at the division, George Smith Jr. is a great name, but let's be fair, he's only made a name for himself last year after winning the belt. So he hasn't really had a long career at light heavyweight. Um, Pascal lost to Alvarez, so. That is a name people say he could fought, but he's probably going downhill now in terms of his career after the defeat with Kovalev. I think with Adonis Stevenson and Kovalev, that matchup, I think is this is where, unfortunately, the business of boxing comes into it. So to make that fight, personally, I don't believe everything Kathy Duva says anyway, but I think to have made that fight, um, I think it's going to require a lot of money and also a little bit of time and marinating. I think now that Andre Ward's in the division, it makes it more interesting. Again, this guy Alvarez has just come out. He was quite impressive against the fight against Pascal. Um, definitely somebody I think that could shake it up. He's also the mandatory for this. So I think if he doesn't fight this Alvarez guy, of course, it's not the biggest name out of Ward Kovalev, but if he doesn't fight him, then I think fair play, you could say he's holding it hostage. But if you really think about it, there's nobody... To be holding the belt hostage against because in the last twelve no, he's months he's paid him step aside money already. He's paid him step aside money once already. Who? Uh, Stevenson paid who step aside money? Uh, Alvarez. 
Yeah, he's, he was, when he's was supposed, this? He was supposed to fight him in his last fight. He paid him step aside money. <coughs> when was it? Are you sure? Yeah, I haven't, I've never heard about that. 100%. So do, you, do you guys feel with like the likes of Pascal, Alvarez, um, Stevenson, obviously Ward Kovalev, obviously those five guys, the top guys in the division, do you sort of feel that Stevenson can't really go anywhere else? He sort of has to fight these guys, oh, otherwise he's going to be operating at the same Yeah, level. he has to. I think there's nowhere for him to run. If he wants to unify him, mean, he's not a young guy either, so he needs to fight the likes of Ward or Kovalev if not both um, yeah. you know Cleverly's in that division I don't really see that being an interesting fight again Cleverly's supposed to be mandatory for the winner of that so I would say personally um, I would like to see Stevenson fight the top guys and then see what happens as simple as that um, but I don't believe that he's ducked Kovalev for example because to say he's ducked Ward is obviously very untrue because Ward's new to the division Kovalev I think contractually yeah, I would like to. I think there's more to it than Kathy Diva says when they said we offered them a contra- contract. Uh, they said the same thing about Ward, and they've said quite a few things about Ward, which we know is probably not true. Yes. What do you uh, make of the agreements with yeah. um, the Cleverly and Baddy Jack fight? Do you think that's going to happen? Do you think that's an intriguing fight? Well, that must have been. That was like a couple of months ago. That was for this, though. Yes. Uh, but yeah. he's, he's, he's taking a step aside money, though. Okay. Alvarez is taking a step aside money. And uh, yeah, hopefully but he fights next him this time. Yeah, 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 yeah. Hopefully yeah, yeah. he fights him this time. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I think I, feel, I, I agree with what you're saying. Yeah. I mean, there's nothing else besides. I think, you know, he needs to fight the winner of Ward Kovalev. He's 40 years of age now. You know, he needs that real legacy defining fight. You know, and we want him to get that legacy defining fight. Um, if he did fight someone like Kovalev, coach, how do you think he will go? Um. Interesting. Um, you would argue, it would be tough to argue a case for Stevenson um, purely because of age and power. But really, if we look at Kovalev, the last three fights, he hasn't really looked great. I mean, forgetting the Ward fight, when he fought Chilemba, he didn't look great. Um, he was tiresome. Um, I think Kovalev has been found out. So I I don't know. To be, I, I mean, the smart money would probably go on Stevenson. His knockout ratio suggests that he's got the power to knock any of those guys out. Yeah. Um, yeah, I'd, I'd need to analyse that a bit more because I'm seeing Ward to get the win against Kovalev. But yeah, I think I, I can see Stevenson. I can see there's a case for Stevenson. He's got a big right hand. Yes, people say he's a one-trick pony, but like Wilder, this is boxing. If he lands flush, flush yeah. it's going to be a problem. How would Kovalev face that? I think Ward is too smart. I think I don't think Kovalev is smarter than Stevenson in the, in the ring in terms of ring IQ. Do you think we'll see the best Stevenson if he fights the winner of Ward Kovalev? Maybe he needs to sort of fight the best for his style to sort of get I mean, out What there. do you think? I think, I, to be honest, I, I rate uh, Stevenson's style. I think a b- the last few fights, I think he's sort of been a bit sluggish, a bit... Um, he sort of approached the fights differently as if he'd like... He wanted to like pronounce himself out there as being the best, I think. To prove it, he needs to fight, obviously, the winner of Ward and um, Kovalev. So I think we'll see the best Stevenson once he fights these guys. I think he's been operating his last 13 fights. Obviously, he's defended the belt that many times. He's um, sort of not really gone up or down or like fluctuated between sort of like the level of opponent. I think he sort of stayed. He's maintained his... um, his abilities with choosing opponents. So I think he needs to just step it up that one more level and then we'll see the best Stevenson. But do you guys think that's the case? I mean, or? like, uh, I, I mean, I think it's going to be, f- it's going to be a close fight, I think. You know, I yeah. think I, th- I think they're both elite, like heavyweights, you know. Um, maybe Kovalev might have the edge because of the youth and build the power. But, you know, it's like Kodj says, you know, he's got that equalising left hand, you mm. know, that could quite easily put Kovalev down. 
in my opinion. Yeah. With Ward, I don't think he can beat Ward, to be honest. I think yeah. Ward is just <coughs> one of those guys who would just uh, nullify your strengths and weaknesses, identify, you know, what you are. You know, you probably go around in the right direction to prevent Stevenson being able to hit him with power. You know, it's just it's a tactical genius, isn't he? Yeah. Yeah. That's very cool. That's where I think the ring smarts will come into it in terms of the levels. I don't think we've really seen that from Kovalev. I think in fair play to him, he's just gone in there and beat everybody up. So he hasn't, need to sh- he hasn't needed to show that. But unfortunately against Ward, he needed to show it and, and he didn't. So that's going to be the benchmark. And do you think sort of the issues between HBO and Showtime, do you think that's going to maybe play a part in sort of the getting the fight confirmed once we sort of, if Ward confirms that he's obviously superior to Kovalev in that sense, do you think yeah, that maybe that's... the fight could be sort of push back another bit with obviously the, the I mean that, that would be an interesting and, and I don't see that as the, when we're talking about broadcasters sort of settling their beef as it were I don't see this that or that fight being as big as a Mayweather Pacquiao or Lu, like Lewis Tyson that they're yeah. going to both make enough money and both kind of put down their cards or just so, for a glitch code yeah. you see what I mean I just I just don't see it so for me um, I think it could be it could all be about finance who's got the who's got the backing Um Again, it could be an interesting position for, for Ward because we don't know how much HBO were willing to back him. I mean, it's been rumoured that they, he feels that they sold him down the line in terms of setting him up for this clutch go fight. But again, he, he, he's won the fight. Who's it? Uh, HBO. Mm. So there's been rumours in the past where they felt, well, actually they didn't back him um, to get him the fights at super middle, especially with, with Golovkin. But they said to him, well, fight these, we'll give you another contract as long as this contract leads yeah, to uh, yeah. Kovalev. Um, Fair I, enough, he I, took I the think, challenge. I he, think he feels that he was put into level lightweight, <coughs> like a lamp to slaughter to Kovalev. Precisely. <coughs> you know, and he, uh, I mean, he reckons he can still go down to 168 pounds. 100%. Easily, you know, and he probably could, but it shows, it just shows why he deserves to be pound for pound number one. I think that's it. Yeah, I think that's what he's um, said because I, they've just, uh, <laughs> HBO have just released a uh, preview, another preview show just um, a few hours ago, <laughs> and uh, it was quite funny actually because Ward was like, well, I've proven myself at 168. Now I'm moving up. It's sort of, I feel it necessary and like I should be at the forefront of challenging the guys like Kovalev. So sort of telling them, if I'm going to step up, then you're going to have to come out and play sort of thing. Mm, so yeah. I thought that's definitely yeah, there's, there's the politics. incentive to... Um, so in terms of uh, last weekend, Bradley Skeet, um, obviously he got a, he's got a win, impressive cracking win. Cracking win. Singleton. Um, what did you guys think of the performance? Yeah, I thought it was a it was a cracking um, performance. Great thought, knockout, right? Oh, hundred percent. Yeah, um, I think Skeet was um, a bit frustrated in his um, the last few months of his uh, career. I think with obviously hearing the name Shane Singleton over and over again, I think mm. it sort of frustrated him a little bit. It but was personal it, between those two leading yeah, up to the build up. It really it felt press conference and the yeah, way and got a bit mm. uh, fiery. <laughs> does he get the, does, like. does he get the belt? Now, completely. Uh, one, oh, more one more fight, and he's fight. outright. Yeah, yeah. So, he's an interesting, interesting guy. Like, but how far do you think he can go? Do you think he can go to world level? Yeah. I mean, interesting enough, he's I say called out Pacquiao, right? but they all do. But he's, Pacquiao. Yeah, but he said, said essentially, which to be fair, I think Pacquiao fighting Jeff Horn, he's left himself open to shots like that. So, the the words where Pacquiao seems to be doing a bit of a world tour. If he wants to fight in the UK, I'd fight him. Now we know that's a massive stretch of the imagination. I don't know how. Frank Woman would, would wrangle that when he's gone from fighting in Brentwood to now fighting on on, on the global stage. But um, Frank, how far can he like... get? The problem is the welterweight is stacked. Um, could he? Could he? Is he world class? No, I don't think so. I think he's a good fighter, but I don't know if he's probably European elite. level. I think. So. Yeah. Personally, I think he's world class. Yeah. That's okay. just. I think if you kind of um, do the sort of match, he lost to Frankie Gavin. Though, would, right? Would, would, would he lost Bradley's... to Frankie Gavin. 
Yeah, but that was at, that was before he sort of changed things, and re- since yeah, then, still... I think he's definitely improved. I think if you sort of look at the matchups, do you think Skeet would beat Jeff Horn that sort of level? Because yeah, I think he would. I've I not personally... really thought about it, but you can't really say yeah. Jeff Horn. But is then calling out Pacquiao as another sort of yeah. Like, but in the yeah. thing, but I but I would say this as much as you know, you could look at it as a fast because you, you don't hear him calling out Furman or Spence Jr. who's just come to the UK. I think calling out Pacquiao is because he's on the decline yeah. and he's fighting guys like Jeff Horn and it kind of makes it seem like it could be a realistic chance. But I think he's, he's, a, he's levels to even get in with a shot because how would Pacquiao justify... Pacquiao's a pay-per-view fight. How would he justify yeah. fighting Skeet? I, I, I don't see that. Um, I think Skeet's got potential, but I, I, I don't see the world-class ability. I mean, if Skeet was to fight somebody like Sean Porter... I, I think he made light work yeah. of Singleton. I think dropped him four times. Yeah, but it? mate, you talk about Singleton. You're talking about world level fight. Do you not mate? think yeah. though that Skeet has a, a style for right, sort listen, of Pacquiao? How do you think he would range-y? fare with someone like Andre Berto? Well, I'm just saying, like at the moment, we know he's not at the level of Berto yeah, Porter. Yeah. But I'm saying, like, which I'm trying to say, like, if 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 he doesn't go into, all right, Coach, what do you think? Would you how would he fare with Andre <coughs> Berto? Do you reckon? I think he would. He would struggle. I think Guerrero, be- Robert the Ghost Guerrero. Guerrero, you know what? I see him tough. I think I could see him. Guerrero, because he likes to fight at range as well, that might. That style, I think mm. it's the styles. Andre Berto, from most of the styles I've seen of him, he's a bit like Porter. He's on you. Mm. I don't know if Skeet has got the ability to keep fighters off him with All a jab. And, yeah. and, 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 and in terms of his footwork, can he move around the ring, you know, with, with the swiftness? Um, I mean, don't forget. Lamont Peterson. You know, so do you like sort that. of feel Lamont that he's Peterson's sort of sitting just above European level? I think we can't but really tell. I think it's way too early. Look, he's fine at British level right yeah. now. You know, but remember injuries, everything is sort I think of... If we could get European, I mean, look, so honestly, I'll never say it's impossible because one of the things... Uh, Gary Logan used to say which I'll, I'll give him his credit for he used to say like Bellew he never thought he could achieve what he could achieve so I think as a boxer if you put your mind to it it's possible I think it's all about the right backing from a financial and a um, uh, promoter manager really to back you the way that Matchroom now seems to be backing Dave Allen or maybe they won't anymore but there seemed to be a period of time when they was backing him so for me I don't see Bradley Skeet at the elite you know Thurman's Spences, I mean, Brooke, if, if okay, interesting one, single, uh, Skeet versus Brooke. Oh, yeah, I think Brooke will knock him out, man. He'd be I like don't. a Frankie Gavin <laughs> job, isn't he? He'd be like whenever he wants to, really. But the thing I think yeah. about Skeet is he's got that sort of long rangey, awkward, sort of on his toes all the time style. I think the way he sort of cuts the ring off, uh, Brooke sort of seems to be backed onto the ropes quite a lot. Yeah, so I think but I don't think, listen, to back Brooke onto, you've got to be so strong. Yeah, it's the right? strength where yeah. I would... Sean Porter couldn't back him, right? Errol Spence couldn't back him. The only time Errol Spence started to back him off when he was got when he got tired, Skeet isn't that kind of fighter. There is no way, in my opinion, they could push yeah. Kelbrook back. No. You know, mm. and I think Kelbrook is just way too strong for him, you mm. know. Yeah, but... Anyway, so we digress, but he had a good fight. Um, he fought but well. well done, Bradley, anyway. Shout out to Bradley. Shout out to Bradley. So this yeah. weekend, we've got uh, Haskins versus, versus Burnett. What do you guys make of this fight? I've, I've, <clears throat> great, 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 you know, it was a brilliant opportunity for Ryan Burnett. Quite early on in his career, I'd say. You know, but obviously Adam Booth is very, very confident. And I remember, I don't know if it was Gary Logan or someone, whoever mentioned it once said, Adam Booth would never <coughs> put someone in a world title fight unless he feels he can do it. So mm. clearly, Adam Booth feels Ryan Burnett can do it. I think it's a real clash of styles, because Haskins is a very, very awkward kind of fighter. Yeah, He's got yeah. a really weird style, yeah? Mm. 
Um, so he's got the experience. This could really be about experience versus youth, in my opinion. Yeah, and definitely. I think because of that, I think maybe Burnett might take it. I think that's what I said in the uh, my preview article for the fight. I think, um, obviously, Haskins is sort of like he's not the sort of exciting fighter that you'd sort of um, see with these young fighters coming up. I think youth and experience is definitely going to play a part. Burnett's got to be on his game, I think. We're under Booth, he's going to be a more disciplined uh, fighter going into the uh, the fight. Obviously, it's his first world title fight. He's undefeated. He's young. Um, yeah, I think um, having home advantage is going to play a part. Maybe mm-hmm. obviously Belfast being a, like a very loud fighting city. Obviously, with the likes of Frampton, mm-hmm. I think Burnett. If he gets gets the energy off the crowd, I think Haskins. Not going to say that Haskins is going to be unsettled by. Um, being away from home obviously going into the Lions Den but I think Burnett has definitely got the ability and the youth to um, plus he's fighting at home as well isn't he yeah this is, I mean that's again that shows what a good man promoter could do for you because he's the challenger and, the, and, and, he's, and Haskins is taking his belt to Belfast I mean, you know what it's, it's clever <clears throat> it's business right, though isn't it that's what I mean the Irish the right fight man. crowd <clears throat> you know, he brings a lot of money. And Eddie Hearn knows that. That's mm-hmm. why he's got Katie Taylor. Yep. You know, that's why that's why Bob Aram's got Mickey Conlon, right? That's you know, you see the whole Conor McGregor thing, you mm-hmm. know. That's why you've got fans like John, didn't realise Thomas was Irish as well, you know. But yeah. Irish people <laughs> they, they love fighting, mate. Mm. And you know, Eddie Hearn knows that and he knows he takes Ryan Burnett there and he marks it right, they will sell it out. He's probably gonna have far more fans yeah. than Lee Haskins. And definitely uh, pattern out the uh, sort of hate he got from the uh, quick Frampton build up. I yeah. think he definitely gets win over some fans. I think if Burnett wins the world titles, so yeah. Yeah. So yeah, so no, so what were we saying? So Haskins to win? No, no, Burnett. Burnett? I think Burnett, maybe mid to late rounds, I think maybe. But in a way, I'm sort of thinking with Haskins' experience, he's quite tough, but he's not the sort of, he's not as active as maybe a Burnett. But I think possibly a late stoppage for Burnett, I think. For Burnett? Good, good, good. Um, Wait, so? Honestly, I think Burnett will win. Um, I can't say I'm massively impressed with either of them. Um, I don't believe the kind of get me excited when I'm watching them thinking, oh, yeah, this guy's super talented or he does things that kind of uh, is eye-catching. But I think, you know, for, for Burn, I think it could be that potential passing of the torch, um, his opportunity to win a world title in front of his own fans. Um, I think Adam Booth behind you as a trainer definitely means that you're going to come out and have that explosiveness and try to go out for the knockout where you can. Um, obviously, his ratio isn't that high, but um, overall, I think, yeah, we should be looking at uh, a Burnett. And I, I, can think, see it, I can see it being points. I think with the sort of stable Booth's got now, obviously, with the likes of Saunders, uh, Charlie Edwards, I think they're all Reed, sort of... Lucy and and obviously, um, Edwards would have probably told Burnett, obviously, with the experience of losing to Casemiro, I think, um, sort of that sort of experience of you know you've sort of stepped up but you know it's a step too early I think he's probably gonna have warned Burnett obviously don't let the sort of occasion get to him just stay solely down to business I think and I think definitely sort of he'll thrive off the lights of uh, Josh Kelly Saunders um, Charlie Edwards who are all sort of fighters that have aspirations to be world champions and that have challenged for world titles obviously Saunders is a world champion so all that sort of um, experience inside uh, camp I think he's definitely going to make yeah. Burnett come out and give it his best I yeah. think I think he's definitely going to have a dart he's going to have a dartboard in his back should he win this because there's there's quite a few champions in that di- that division that would look to unify and probably would see him as the best chance of doing that so no looking forward to that so guys quick one we're going <coughs> to divert before we get to the interview um for those of you that may have seen the HBO 
pound for pound rankings. Uh, we just had a quick debate. Um, I'm going to quickly run through it. Um, and if you don't get a chance to call in and speak about it, make sure you leave a comment on our Facebook or Instagram That'd page or hit us on Twitter. Um, but they've got, <coughs> I'm going to run from uh, five to one. So at five, they have Terence Crawford, four, Sergei Kovalev, three, Gennady Golovkin, two, Andre Ward, number one, Lom- Vasilil Lomachenko. Where's Canelo? <laughs> Fair point. Where's Canelo? Um, I think that's a start. I mean, so, okay, who agrees with the list? I don't agree with the list at all. I agree. I agree with four of the five. I think Crawford's definitely has to be up there, top three, I think. Um, Golovkin, I think, after the Jacobs fight, maybe pushed back a bit. And I definitely think Canelo's got to be up there somewhere. But I'd say Lomachenko. Actually, fair dues, you know what? I, I do agree with some of it. I agree <coughs> Lomachenko should be in it. Ward should be in it. Cobbler should be in it. Crawford should be in it. Golovkin shouldn't be in it. I think top Canelo. five. Not top five, it's okay, yeah, right? Yeah, yeah that's, the, that's the first issue. How you can compare Lomachenko's resume with Andre Wars baffles me. Yep. It just absolutely baffles yeah. me, right? Yeah, exactly. The guy's a unified light heavyweight world champion who's just going be- up, going up, up yeah. in weight and beat their man in the division. But right? I think um, I think the thing with justifying Lomachenko being at the top, I think the fact that he's come out and said that he only wants to fight the best. Obviously, right, man, he got robbed against Salida, I think, maybe. Yeah, how did he get robbed against Salida? You don't think? I thought I had Lomachenko winning the mate, fight. Listen, it's clear cut, he's lost. He's never disputed that. Yeah. He's, he's never I ever think, disputed that. I think that. one thing would yeah. everyone would also say is that if he was to rematch him, he probably would be yeah. him. Because essentially, Salido old man him. He just used the wisdom of... But do you not think the low blows sort of gift... Because I thought low blows was... he should old man. Yeah. Okay, so and it's not... I mean, look, it's all opinions, but I think... Yeah. that's kind of like when you're fighting a guy who's got that experience to slow fights down those are the little things Hopkins was Bernard Hopkins was good at doing that Ward yeah. is also good at doing it I know some people see it as dirty but listen if the ref allows it ref doesn't stop it you got to watch out for it it's you quite clever yourself. as well the way he sort of does it Precisely. as well if you want to go yeah. back um, to the days Roberto Duran was also one of those types of fighters but what I will say is um, question for you guys so if you had to take one name out of that list and replace it who would you take that name what name would you take off and who would you replace it with? I would take out Golovkin. Yeah, I agree. And I'll replace it with Canelo. Yeah, that, yeah, I agree with that, yeah. Okay, all right. Yeah. So now, random, do, how long, I'll say how long, but do you think we ever see Joshua in the top five pound for pound? I think after he's sort of um, had his name out there and obviously like sort of um, established himself in America and the likes obviously looking at China, the bird's nest as sort of... Uh, a potential uh, fight in place for him. I think when you sort of compare pound for pound, I thought, I think maybe like that heavyweights aren't really given that sort of status. I think mm. the lower divisions with the likes of Crawford, the likes yeah. of um, the welterweights, I think they definitely sit there as like profound names in the pound for pound list. But I there's think, no reason why Joshua shouldn't yeah, be. Yeah, I mean, I, I, think, I, think, I think he can and he will. You know, I think he mm. has to fight Wilder. Yeah. I think he has to fight Fury. Yeah. And I think once he fights those two guys, yeah. he will. Because with Fury, is just that, that question mark, you know. Yeah. He has he, to fight he, him. He's got to fight Wilder as well. Yeah. You know, until you fight those guys, you can't say you're the best in division. They're a lot of pound for pound. Yeah, yeah. I don't think Joshua really minds about the pound for pound sort of list. I think he's more worried about um, fighting the likes of Fury, Wilder, getting them while there's sort of there's weaknesses that you can sort of take from it. Obviously, the longer you leave Fury to come back, settle in, have fights, warm-up fights, I think... The way Fury fights, I think, is he's just going to be too much for Joshua, I think, in terms of awkwardness. His style is definitely a style that will trouble um, the likes of Joshua. Obviously, Joshua's been exposed. We've mm-hmm. seen that with Klitschko. So I think 
the fight that might sort of push him into the rankings will be the Wilder fight. I think yeah. that definitely could. Okay. I mean, yeah, and I would agree with you guys in terms of the pound for pound. I don't agree with it. Um, I think if you go back to some of the past shows, I've said, look, Lomachenko is great. I do think there's a, a bit of hype. I know he's magnificent to watch those, so I get it. But it's kind of like, my question mark over Lomachenko was, look, you've always been so good, clearly. You've come in, nine fights, you've won the belts, uh, you beat champions, knocked <coughs> them out. So what were you doing in the amateurs for so long? That's all. That's my only question mark with Lomachenko is why did you <coughs> stay in the amateurs and there was no need for you to get 400 fights because you clearly weren't getting any experience. So what was you really, what skills were you defining? How were you making yourself a better fighter going through the amateur route? I think you should have become a professional a long time ago. But in terms of watching him, in terms of the Matrix, the guy's genius. But for me, number one pound for pound cannot even be argued. Has to be Andre Ward. You don't go up... A division after conquering your division and then beat the monster and actually he's no longer really Within a monster. a few fights as well. You know, and you know? take all the belts. Do you think uh, 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 maybe Chocolatito, maybe Mikey Goss, obviously Chocolatito yeah, lost to Sir uh, Ring of Do you think Mikey Garcia maybe deserves a, I, a I shot up there? I, I think Mikey Garcia, I definitely think he could get a shot. <laughs> I think it's a bit too soon because all he's really done is beat uh, is Latikanin and he wasn't necessarily a monster of the division I think you know I think and this is one of the things I think we have to break down eventually is what really makes pound for pound for me it has to be your CV so it's yeah. who you've fought it's the belts that you have um, for me and, and, and a little bit has to be it has to be about your style and how you win fights you know you can't be a guy that goes on a pound for pound if every fight you win whether it be championship or non-championship they're close decisions you know it has to be convincing the way Crawford's fought guys the way Lomachenko's fought guys you see what I mean the way Mayweather used to do it I think that has to be the bottom line criteria yeah I agree so um, so yeah so we'll be right into HBO um, Joe's just said he can't argue with that uh, pound for pound <laughs> yeah. uh, Joe you know what you're talking about mate <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah so I'll, I'll, over that we can't really um, dis- discuss it too more we're going to write to HBO and maybe just say to him listen Raps on TV, sort totally disagree, out. sort it yeah. out, let's get on the phone, let's battle, let's do this, you know, we're about that life. But so you, might have, you might have that Harold Lederman come down, no, no, what's the other guy, what's his name? Nah, Merchant's gone. He's yeah, well, he still might pop down, he might say, if I was 50 years <laughs> yeah, younger, I'll kick your ass, control. So I just wanted to, I wanted to ask actually, um, it's quite interesting, but if you were to say, if you were to sort of scrap the pound for pound for now and sort of say maybe in five years time who would you sort of with the upcoming fighters like mm. Javante Davis Spence if you were to sort of picture a pound for pound list who would you put in the top Lomachenko, five Lomachenko I'll say definitely definitely top definitely Lomachenko is going to yeah. be one of the yeah. <coughs> no. do you know what it might be a bit left field and people will say oh you guys like <laughs> that guy but I wouldn't be surprised if one of the Selby brothers were on that list as well because mm. I think in their divisions they've got the ability to, to, to do very well I think Andrew Selby is highly rated um you know, there were rumours, again, we've got a lot of love for Carrie Fire, but there were rumours that, you know, he doesn't want anything to do with him. So, yeah, you know, from my point of view, I, I wouldn't be surprised, not saying that's a given, that's probably the dark horse, but I think Crawford, well. Crawford, Spence, Joshua, I think Josh, Josh, yeah. Thurman, Keith Thurman. Frampton, maybe if he beats yeah. uh, Santa Cruz the third time, obviously yeah, he's got I mean, those fights with um, the yeah. likes of Selby. Ex- exactly, so, and I think that, that division could, could hot up and Mike there'll be Garcia. somebody through there. Obviously I have to mention Frampton because he's Irish. But. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, no, no, no. I think, listen, that's the thing about Frampton. I think it was a shame that he lost to Cruz because I think everybody picked him to win. And actually, if you remember, he finished the Sports Personality of the Year last year, didn't he? Or at least ESPN. 
Who's sports, that now? Uh, Frampton. He was ESPN Sports yes, Person of was, the Year. Yeah, yeah, he but was he didn't get nominated as the BBC. I think he no. got left. He was very Yeah, so maybe it was the thing, BBC yeah. one, but the ESPN one. ESPN one. So, so listen, we're going to do the intro. So when I, I'm looking at it now, I'm saying, do the Darrell Williams intro. Yeah, so guys, we're going to have Darrell Williams coming on the show right now. He's a uh, uh, 15-0 English super middleweight champion. Had that barnstorming battle with Smash a Smile up in Leicester. You know, no one thought he could do it. But he's gone to another man's hometown, pulled you off, and we've got a massive rematch coming. Daryl, we said, name. how you doing, mate? You all right? How you doing, Daryl? Daryl, uh, can hello. Oh. Yes, can you hear us? Yeah, yeah, I can hear you now. Oh, perfect, perfect. Thank you for joining us, Daryl. How's things? No problem, man. Thank you. I'm, I'm, I'm happy, man. I'm feeling good. How's Manchester, Daryl? Where are you staying in Manchester? I'm staying up in Hyde in Manchester. Okay. Yeah. So um, you know, um, this is um, right, right near the um, the gym. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, yeah, you know, it's all going well. It's all going really well. Is Perfect. the family there as well? Is the whole family moved there? No, no, no. The family hasn't moved there. Basically, um, um, Ricky Hatton has a house for the fighters. Okay. And uh, we all just stay up here all together, and we we train. Okay. How, how did that come about, uh, uh, Daryl? How, how did you uh, end up leaving Eddie Lamb to join Ricky Hatton? I mean, this, this is a massive change, and yeah, the guy's obviously got uh, you know uh, unbelievable wealth of knowledge. How did that come about? Well, um, what what happened is that we we had, we had the fight, and everyone won the fight was victorious and all that, and uh, you know, it wasn't nothing personal between anyone. Uh, me, Eddie, or anyone in the gym or anything like that, but, you know, it's a busy gym, I box, and um, I just feel as if, you know, I wasn't getting certain things that I needed mm. to excel, you know, like, you know, sparring-wise, um, you know, and things like that, so, you, you know, it, it it all come down to it, and um, we, we, we had a mutual agreement, me and Eddie, and, um, you know, we made the move. And, and and how has it been so far in the Hatton Gym? Are you getting what you're looking for? Are you getting a sparring? Are you learning a lot of stuff? Oh, sorry, sorry, sorry. One minute, sorry. One minute. It's connected to my car. One minute, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> go away. Yeah, go on, go ahead, go ahead. Yeah, so Daryl, that's what I was saying. Is that how is um how is uh, training with Hatton uh, been so far? Is he t- is he get is he doing the stuff that you're looking for? Is he getting you the sparring? Yeah, no. Yeah, no, it's 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 doing wonders. It's doing wonders for me. It, you know, I've I've learned a hell of a lot in in a short space of time, really. And uh, you, you know, what can I say? He he he's a legend, and he, he's for my fighting style itself. I think you know, it's probably the best thing for me to um to to train with someone like that. And uh, he. he we're, we're, we're going to see, we're going to put it all in motion and we're going to put it all, all to play on this fight night. Uh, Daryl, it's uh, Tom. It's one of the uh, younger journalists of the uh, team. How you doing, mate? You all right? How you doing, Tom? Nice to see you, mate. Yeah, nice to, nice hear, to hear from <laughs> you. Um, just making, congr- us, making us feel old now. Uh, <laughs> 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 yeah, so I just wanted to uh, congratulate you, obviously, for your win. Actually, we were talking before uh, we got you on the line. We were sort of saying that, obviously, with these English... Um, and domestic sort of scraps, the the barnstormers as we call them, um, I think like yeah. they kind of go under the radar a little in compared to like some fights that have been like built up to um, yeah. be at like sort of expected to be uh, fireworks all the time, like the world title fights. But I think sort of you guys don't yeah. really get the credit um, you deserve with these being in these fights. Obviously, we saw Lee Markham and Joe Mullender 
uh, last weekend with their fight, set similar yes. level. So what do you sort of um, sort of say to that? Do you think maybe you guys are sort of building up, having these great fights, putting your name out there, building your profile? Do you think that's going to help you in good stead for well, the future? Well, definitely, you know, these these sort of fights and these sort of getting on these sort of platforms for these fights, you know, it's perfect. You know, I think some of these fights are better than the big world title fights. You know, yeah. and the reason why I, I believe that is because a lot of people, once they've got to that stage where they're higher, you know, they're a bit more cautious. They're very like they seem to be worried about you know getting in and getting down and dirty in there. Really, to be honest, that's what yeah. I think anyway. Losing but, that O, it's losing that O, isn't it? Is yeah, that lo- lo- yeah, losing that O, and you know, even you know, for me, they even seem to be worried about getting hit too big or something. I don't know. I, I, I don't know. Some some fights I've seen, it just doesn't look. It doesn't look like they're going for it as much, yeah, you know. Sure. As, as yeah, you know, as people at our level, we 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 feel like we got something to prove. Yeah, you know, definitely. get your name out. No, and I definitely echo that. I mean, one of the things that is, is Kojo speaking. One of the things that impressed me um, at the last press conference was sort of the psychological mind ba- games going on between you and Smile, when you know you were really giving him your death stare, and ultimately, you know, it it, it kind of pranged him out, but. What I wanted to ask yeah. you, um, Daryl, was um, you was in Birmingham for the first fight, um, doing a bit of sparring. Obviously, now you've yeah. gone up to Manchester in terms of your preparation. Um, but is there anything you're trying to improve, whether it's in the camp or whether it's in sparring, given that you had a bit of a layoff uh, leading up to the smile fight? Yeah, we're, we're, we're improving everything all around, to be honest. You know, me- mentality, boxing, technicality, um you know, fitness, everything. We're increasing everything. We're we're going to improve everything. I'm a different man that night. When mm. I get out there on the eighth, he's not going to. He's not even my shape. He's not going to have seen this this guy before. This is a different person. He's going to be fighting with. Mm. You know, and um, you know, you know, everything. Everything has been addressed from from my foot placement to how I deliver punches. Like everything has been addressed. Mm. That's you know, and um. Yeah, because you, it was, you know, and, and, and yeah, go on. No, go I was going to say, because it was a tough fight, um, definitely physically. I mean, you were both, you're both in great shape, but, you know, you're literally throwing lumps at each other. And when you see the icon for the show, you, you, there's a great shot of that. But, I mean, did you feel yeah. the effects during that fight of the physical aspect of that smile was bringing to, to the, to the he, fight? Smile, yeah, he, he is physically strong. You can tell by looking at him, he's physically mm. strong. He can't, he can't hit for 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 nothing, though. To be honest, okay, you know what I mean, uh, and, and that's Shots. just me being honest. <laughs> you, yeah. you know what I mean. No, like, please, always hit. be honest. Mm. He, you know, he, he he looks he looks quite intimidating. You know, and I think that's just probably, you know, got certain people he's beat in 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 the situation that he has. Mm. You know, but. He, he doesn't. He doesn't scare me. He doesn't intimidate. He's intimidated by me. I can see. Yeah. I can see in his face, looking yeah. at him. He, he's he's a guy that you can get into his head easily. Did yeah. you sort you know, of? And that's what I did the first. Yeah. You know. And that's what I did the first time round. You know. I don't know if it's going to happen again. But even if it doesn't, it doesn't matter. I'm 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 physically the better man. I'm I'm the better man than him. Yeah. I always will be the better man, and that's why I'm taking this rematch because I just want him to know that there's nothing and no way possible mm. that he could ever beat me. Yeah. Love it, love it, Daryl. I just want to say congratulations on your win uh, for the first time round. You know, we, we were so proud, man. Honestly, like here, yeah, we've been following you for a while now, and yeah. we're really, really keen to see how you progress. How is the rematch going to go? I mean, how, how do you see it happening this time? Is it going to be easy? Going to knock him out? What's going to happen? Well, you know, I didn't tell I didn't tell anyone this, and if he won the fight, I wouldn't have told anyone this. But you know, 
it has come out a bit, but you know, I was in a bad, bad way before this fight. I should never have won. I should not have mm. won. He mm. should be ashamed of himself. Mm. He should be ashamed of himself. He should, he should really look in the mirror mm. and ask himself, does he really want to get in there with this guy again? Because you know, I was nowhere near mm. in mm. a capable state to be yeah. fighting him. Wow. You know, and and you could ask, you you could ask Eddie Lamb. You mm. could ask the whole gym. You know, yeah. I was passing out two, three weeks before the fight. How wow. did you lose? Mm. You know what I mean? How did you, how did you lose, bro? Yeah, you know, so you, you only... he's got no leg to stand on, is what you're saying, Daryl, isn't it? He's... He hasn't got a leg to stand on, you yeah. know, I think it's his trainer, I, yeah. I think it's his trainer that is giving him, like, these illusions that he's something that he ain't, mm. you know, he, that, that's what I think it is, I think it's his trainer, because his trainer seems to be doing all the talking, he's a scared guy, I he's mean... a scared man, he, he doesn't want this, he doesn't want this trouble. And that was one of my points, Daryl, is, um, and, and, and you, you've touched on it, is uh, obviously Clifton Mitchell's antics during the uh, press conference, um, I'm going to ask firstly, do, do you feel it was mind games on their part or do you feel it was personal or, or was it pure fear? No, you know, what he tried to do was make me come out like a lunatic and mm. use all my energy within the first three, four rounds. Mm. And, you know, and and then he would have got smart to jump on me, which it didn't work like that, did it? The old Cliffy. It yeah. didn't work like that. <laughs> you know what I mean? So, <laughs> that, that, that's... that's it, it, to be honest, him doing that, I think it even made the fight go more my favour. Mm. Yeah. I'm, I'm, a, I'm a person, they think making me angry will, will sap my energy. No, making me angry makes me fight longer. Mm. I'm that sort of character. I'm that guy. You know, he's not that guy. He, he hasn't got that ability. Mm. So do you think maybe you know, that uh, sort of the way sort of Clifton was acting, do you think maybe uh, Jermaine sort of maybe went into a bit of a sh in his shell sort of thing? He wasn't sort of the way he maybe should have presented himself. Obviously, you guys don't like to talk too much at conferences. You're solely yeah. there to do business. But do you think maybe yeah. Clifton sort of wasted the energy of the camp sort of on the pre-fight? Do you think that maybe could have not necessarily cost him the fight? But yeah. do you think maybe... I don't really you know... I don't really know what, what Clifton was doing. I think Clifton wanted to fight me himself, to be honest. That's what I think it was. I think he, he had like a, a midlife crisis and he thought, I wish I was back in there. I, I, I'll show him a thing or two. He couldn't show me anything. Couldn't tell me, teach me how to tie my shoelaces, to be honest. <laughs> you know what I mean? Darryl, <laughs> what's you, next? You know, what's next if you beat Smiles again? Are you, you going to push for the British title? When I beat Smiles, yeah. you know, I, I think... Oh, anything's next. You know, it, 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 we can't. We I can't really decide what happens. Or you know, I'd lo I'd love to fight for a British title next. I'd love to, to fight for for WBO or European something after that. Mm. You know what I mean? But it, 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 we can only we can only do what what we're told to do as, as fighters, and that's that's the only issue that we have here. And what's it but, like? What's it like working with Frank Warren? Is he getting you those opportunities? Is is is, is he likely to get you those opportunities? Well, I've had, I've had two fights with Warren now, and um, after my after the first one, I was I was out for a, a long a long period of time, you know, and um, that was one of the things as well. Another thing where I don't get how Smile could have lost. I don't get how, how you could fight someone after ten months out and being ill and you still lost. But anyway, you know, so yeah, with, with Warren, you know, we, we've got this fight again, and I think this one for him. It's just something to be, you know. Let me see if this if this wasn't a fluke. Let me see if this if this guy is capable. Mm. And um, I think that's when things will start changing afterwards. Well, I hope so anyway. But crossed, yeah, it, yeah. Well, we just have to we just have to see what happens. 
Um, Daryl, it's uh, Tom again. Um, I just wanted to ask, uh, being 15-0 and 0 yeah. now and uh, stepping up in levels, obviously you have the uh, smile rematch to uh, take care of, but do you feel this exposure, obviously now BT and Box Nation have um, connected together and uh, formed sort of coalition, do you think that um, as you move into British, European, world level, do you think this exposure is definitely going to enhance your profile, the way you sort of perform? Do you think... Um, we're going to see the best yeah. Daryl Williams when sort of you're under the spotlight of these massive fights. Yeah. Well, yeah, definitely. See, um, the um, the platform that, that we're on now, even my social media and everything, it's just gone absolutely ballistic. Mm. Uh, my phone hasn't stopped. Mm. And um, I don't know if it's because of how I talk or how I fight, whatever it is. It's something, I'm doing something right because people are talking about me so you know I, and i want to thank everyone for that and i want to thank all the people that that are supporting me but um yeah these platforms they're perfect they're, they're perfect for for anyone's future and we just need to we, we just need to keep excelling we just need to keep winning and and there's, there's no limit to what was what's possible and uh, daryl just got a quick quick question from twitter um, so it's really yeah. it's just talk the, the is from Joe T and what he's asked if uh, the fights like the Smile um, and Lee, yeah. and Lee Markham's fight last week for example these tough yeah. battles um, do you feel they prepare you better for the big stage um, if you look at your guys like Morris Mark Morrison Scott Cradle or Jose Burton they never really had a tough fight early in their career yeah. and then they kind of stepped yeah. up to to world to a bigger level yeah. Yeah, no, I, I really do. I, I really do think that these help you in, in your future. You know, these fights, these fights, have, you having hard fights early can show what kind of sort of character you are. Because some people, they don't know, they don't know who they are. They've had, they've had it easy. They've had it nice. You know, they, they've had bums. They just knocked them over. And, you know, they don't, when, once they get to that stage where they've got to fight someone that is really, really capable, mm -hmm. they don't know what to do. Once they get hit, they panic. Yeah. I'm not going to panic now because I've been in there with someone that, you know, it's supposed to be, you know, on my level, on my caliber. And that's, that, that's, that's about it. I, I think, it, I think it's yeah, perfect. I think it's perfect to have these fights early, you know, and then, you know, as well for yourself, what level you can reach. If you're losing at this level, you, you know, you, I don't personally think you're capable of, mm. you, you know, of, of really going to that higher stage. Yeah. And, and and so Daryl, just a quick one. Um, your style. How would you describe your style, your fighting style, to our listeners? Uh, my fighting style. You see, on once you're watching it, it looks like I'm just an all-out aggressive person, and I just come forward. There's no technicality to what I'm doing. Is that you know? It's like I'm just in the in a phone box, you know, really. <laughs> but um, you know, I would call my fighting style a, a, a counter, aggressive countering fighting style because what I aim to do is, you, you, you know, you counter off your mistakes. So once you throw a jab or something, I move my head, I try to counter off that. Mm -hmm. You know, as as a person, uh, this particular fight, that didn't happen because he did, was trying to smother me, getting and tried to smother me, you know. And, um, yeah, I had to just, it had to go to the trenches with him. I had mm. to go to the trenches with him. I had to fight that sort of way because he didn't allow me to do things. He says that he's going to try and outbox me this time. That's probably the worst thing he could even think of doing. Mm. To giving me, you know, giving me mm. ground to to cut him down. And, and, and he's an idiot. He, I don't know what he's on about. He's an idiot. But, you know, let him, let him try his thing. Let him try his best. He hasn't even got the physique 
to be a boxer. He's not a boxer. He's a guy that comes. He should be in up at a medium range and trying to fight. He's not a boxer. He's, that's not what his physique is. <coughs> he's too big. He's too bulky. He hasn't got the athleticism to be like that. So more of a street fighter than anything. Sort of his boxing ability he's a sort of lets fighter, him down. Like, he, well, like Balrog. Yeah, they call him he's Balrog. Street fighter. <laughs> <laughs> just, just what just he, likes the uh, pure slugfest yeah, sort of style. He, yeah, he, he, he's a street fighter. His, his trainer is trying to make him be something else. He's trying to make him be something he isn't. If you watch all of his old fights, he's a come forward guy. Mm. You know, telling him to go and try and do a cross guard now and trying to be like this this big overgrown Floyd Mayweather. It's not going to work, mate. It's mm. not going to work. Yeah. I mean, I don't know if you remember the McKenzie fight. Um, yeah. And and I mean, at some stage, I mean, obviously he he looked physically a lot a lot much, a lot stronger than uh, McKenzie, but yeah, there were times yeah. where he was wobbled, and it was actually quite surprising. And you wonder if it was just McKenzie's stamina and his and his and his fitness that helped him you, kind of you, see you know that what? through that fight. You know, you know what, M- M- McKenzie McKenzie is very deceiving. Yeah. Um, Mackenzie is, is is very physically strong. I've, yeah. I swear with myself, he's very man, physically I've sh- strong. I've shook his hand. He's, I've shook his hand. He's got a strong <laughs> yeah. handshake, man. No, he, 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 he is physically strong and he's got a little dig on him as well. He has got a dig on him as well. He, 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 he's very deceiving. Mm. You know, and I, I'm, I'm not here to like, you know, be sucking his ass or whatever like that. But, you know, I, I, I know why that situation happened with Smile. Mm. Smile has only got physical strength. He cannot hit at all mm. i don't know what i don't know what or how he can be that big and not hit but it must be doing, he, he, i don't know it must be something to do with poor with, technique with his build. It? it's gonna be poor, yeah, it, poor technique I, I i don't know if it's poor technique i don't know what it is I'm, he might be just too big to yeah, rotate and get the momentum in his punches because he looks he, like he, he focuses on on on, on mass on, on the muscle gain if you look at him his physique as opposed to maybe training and yeah. maybe his red blood count cells is, is too high so when he's yeah. talking about oxygen with all the muscles he's carrying yeah. he's kind of like frank bruno, bruno syndrome he just doesn't have the stamina mate. He's, he's delusional mate uh, he, it's uh, i don't know he, he is fit because he, he lasted he did last the whole 10 rounds you know so he is fit but i don't think i just it, it, you know, some people can hit, some people can't, and he can't hit. So that was, it's as simple as that. So how how good was it to kind of hear the the feedback? I mean, you know, it takes two fighters to make a fight, but you both kind of got your plaudits, and, and of course you got the belt. But how good did it feel yeah. to kind of get that recognition for providing one of one of the more entertaining fights of of the year so far, um, which obviously yeah. demanded a rematch? How good did that feel? Well, there's there's nothing there's there's nothing better than being, you know, being being called a fighter of the year, you know what I mean? Or, or being in a contender for something like that. It's, it's an amazing feeling. I, I can't, you know, I just come out there and I just do my best. I just box. I don't really think about what what people are going to be saying about me afterwards. That's not that's not really my concern. Mm. My, my, my concern is just getting in there and winning, whether it's a points decision, whether it's a knockout or, or, or whatever. You, you you know, that's that's what I, that's what I aim to do. But, what can I say? <laughs> you know, there's a lot of, there's been a lot of, been a lot of, lot of media and a lot of publicity and a lot of things changing in my life since just this one fight. Mm. Daryl, how, how did you get into boxing? I got into boxing, you know, it's funny actually, I got into boxing by, by literally just walking into a gym, hearing people knocking about upstairs and I never, I never took the gloves off since then. The gym that I went to, it was a weightlifting gym, and they um, they had people that trained upstairs that just doing classes. 
and my first trainer, he wasn't <clears throat> really into training people properly. I don't think he actually wanted to. But, um, you know, a guy, a, a guy like me walked in. I, you know, I was 18 when I first started boxing. So I haven't even been doing this for a long time. I've only been doing it for about nine years now. And, um, yeah, you know, I, I, I walked into the gym. He, he, he saw me. I, I was just hanging about on, on the street or whatever. And, um, yeah, he just... He just took a liking towards me and he thought, I can do a thing, I can help this guy. And um, his name's David John. And, um, yeah, since then, I've just never took off the gloves. I've just stayed on it. Uh, yeah, uh, Daryl, so you must be uh, very appreciative of the fact that you're in such a healthy uh, super middleweight division. Obviously, we've yes. seen the George Groves uh, recently <laughs> pick up a world title. I'm not too sure yeah. what the situation is with the British. I think the last fight was uh, between Callum Smith. Obviously, he's moving up to fight Darrell. Uh, his fight with Luke Blackledge was for the British, but I don't know exactly what's uh, happened with the British title. Well, the, well, um, the British, the British is is right, held by Rocky Fielding. No, it's Rocky oh, Fielding's fight, oh, isn't yes, it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. He just won. He won. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, he just beat John Ryder. So yeah. um, I would love, I, I'd love a fight like that. I'd love a fight like that. Tall, long, rangy guy. I'll smash his body in half. Uh, who, do you, who do you think is the you know, uh, best 168 uh, pound fighter currently, domestic and uh, world? Who do you think? Oh, oh that's a hard one, really. Um, that's a hard one, really. Um, I'd probably say there's, there's 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 a big competition out there. there you, you know, you've got Jamie Cox, you've got you, you've got um, a, a guy that I train with now, Mark Heffron. Um, you've got. Yeah, then you've got Callum Smith and you've got George Groves and the girl. And, um... Ramirez? It's a hard one. R Ramirez? I don't even... I'm not even paying attention to him. Okay. I, don't know. <laughs> I know he's flying <laughs> under the radar. He's concentrating on the fight. <laughs> yeah. 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 Not, that's not me taking the piss out of him yeah, or no, trying no, to no. take anything away from him. I just, I just haven't... I haven't really looked into him in, in, in that sort of way. But, mm. yeah, there's, there's, there's all those fighters out there. You've got... You know, you, 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 there's a, there's a just, there's a, there's a big, big competition out there, and for me, I've got to knuckle down and train really hard and get my head just in tunnel vision if I want to get to that level and, and be amongst those, those sort of fighters. So, uh, realistically, uh, Daryl, who do you think, um, who would you sort of like to fight, um, sort of to pronounce yourself as like being one of the top contenders in the division? Is there any fight being realistic? That you'd say, yeah, I'd definitely jump at that now. You're ready for. Um, to be honest, I haven't really thought about anyone that I would want to fight and such like that. But I'd fight anyone if they if something's put on the table. I fight. Let, like, let's go. Let's have it. I, do, you do, know, do, this, this is. Will, will you call no, out? Rocky, will, will you call out Rocky Fielding if you win this one? You should call him out. You should, call, get that, you should call him I out, mate. Come on, let's go for that British title. <laughs> call him out, man, on TV. I, I personally, I personally don't think. I'm in a position to really be calling out anyone. I, I think, uh, I, you know, cool. I've, I've won the English now. You know, there's the. I'm 99% sure I'm going to defend and win it, win it again. You know, and um, we'll see. We'll see what happens. But I have asked. You know, if 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 Rocky Ford wants a voluntary and he wants to make some noise, wants an exciting fight, let's have it. Let's go. <laughs> you know, but. I'm yeah. not. I'm not going to call him out and say, "Come on, fight me, fight me, Rocky." No, that's not that. I'm not. I'm just not like that. I'm would you? Uh, that would you call out Eubank? Do you think you would? Um, what did you sort of make of him <laughs> moving up to a uh, super middle? Do you think he's a uh, sort of maybe not 
uh, presenting himself in the way we sort of see on social media, his explosive sort of uh, style. Do you think you'd uh, have a, have that fight? <laughs> Yeah, I, I'd, I'd love to fight Eubank, you know. I think I think a lot of people would like to fight Eubank. Um, you know, early, early, when I first went professional, me and him had a spar. And um, um, he was a bit of a bastard, really. Uh, he said he said he didn't want to spar me, doesn't know who I am, blah, 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 and all the rest of it. I was I was, had my back turned in the corner talking to my uh, trainer. He ran up behind me and punched me in the back of my head. Really? So, yeah, really, really, you know, and... Um, after that, I think move. he saw. Yeah, I think I think he saw the demon in me after that, and he had just held throughout the whole spot. He didn't really do anything. Do you think he's uh, you running know, so... running scared a bit? Do you think, obviously, is, is this... uh, since he's lost to Saunders, yeah. do you think he's maybe fighting the lights of well, Quinlan being twelve and one, Abraham, <coughs> fighting Abraham? Sort of these fighters, not really um, the level we sort of think he might be at. Obviously, the way he. Um, I was, wouldn't. Do you think? I wouldn't. I wouldn't say he's scared. I wouldn't say he's a scared person. Not at all. I wouldn't say he's scared. I think. I think he's just a person that's up himself, and uh, his, you know, his his dad does does big him up. And his dad, his, to be honest, his dad, his dad is smart. His, I think his dad's really smart. I think you might see is very smart. All the things that he does, it's just bringing it's just bringing media attention to to him to him and his son. Mm. And um, you know, I, I think I, I think it's a I think it's a good thing. It, it is a good thing, but. I'm, not, I'm, you know, I'm not going to comment on his fight. You know, he's he's an IBO um, world champion. He's won the British. Uh, you know, yeah, he did lose to Billy Joel Saunders, but Billy Joel Saunders is one hell of a fighter as well. So, yeah, uh, who do you think is going to win uh, if they do fight again? Uh, the rematch. Uh, who do you think uh, wins? Oh, out of Billy Joel Saunders and, and uh, you, I, yeah. I, I, my my money's on um, um, Saunders. To be honest, I just think he's got he he he's just got the better boxing ability and he's got he's got in his head he's got something over him i think he's got something over him the way that eubank acts when you know he belittles people and stuff like that that's what billy joseph has done to nearly everyone you know any 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 and i think he's got in his head i think he's just got something on him he's just got something mentally on him and you know i might be wrong but we'll see we'll we'll we'll, we'll, we'll see in the future hopefully Perfect, yeah. perfect, perfect. Thanks, Dal. So, listen, Dal, we're going to let you go, um, but appreciate you, Thank you uh, giving up some of your time at camp. Uh, good luck for on the 8th of July, right? I'm saying the 8th of July? Yeah, on, a, on, yeah, on the 8th good of luck. July. Uh, Dal, do you want to give out your social media handle to our listeners? Yeah, my social media handles are, my Twitter is at Daryl Williams. Uh, my Instagram is at ferociousd, ferocious underscore D-double-E. And my Facebook is uh, Daryl Williams. Um and yeah, you know, I just want to thank everyone that's supporting me and still, and and still, um, you know, give 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 me their support right now. Just still give me their support and still believing in me. Definitely, yeah. and we look forward to seeing you as well. I just want to say thank Daryl. Thank, thank, thank you for coming to the show as well, mate. Most appreciate. I just want to say to all the listeners out there, everyone that listens to the podcast, make sure you watch this guy on the eighth of July. You know, he's one of our top upcoming fighters in super middleweight division. It's going to go far. So get 100%. get behind him now. Yeah, Daryl, just thanks, wanted to say thanks a lot, guys. Say thanks. Um, obviously, um, hopefully we see another ferocious performance on the eighth. No better way, to sort of on the uh, to sort of pronounce yourself on the uh, Billy Joe uh, card. So yeah, wish you all the best, mate, and uh, rest thanks, of training much, and Tom. preparation for the fight. Cheers. Thank Cheers. you. Thank you very much. Thank you very much. Thanks for having me. Thank no you. problem. Pleasure it's a pleasure. Thank, thank you very down. much. Cheers. Oh, Take care. Nice Cheers. Bye bye. There Perfect. you go. So there we have it, Daryl Williams breaking down 
his opponent, what we should be looking forward to. Um, so other boxing news before we before we decide to head out, um, run it down. So hey, parts ways with McGuigan, guys. What do we think about that? Any surprise? Yes, I, I was surprised. Yeah, you really? I, I I have no reason why that would have happened. Why do you think that's happened? Um, why it's happened, I don't know. If I'm being honest, I just think McGuigan is probably not happy with the way he trained oh, okay. for the oh, belly you think, fight. You think he's I think, around. yeah, oh, I think, I think, I think Meg Wiggins probably thought I can't be doing with all of this. Um, but he's gonna make so much I think, money, man. You think he's gonna give away twenty five percent of Hayes' purse, man? You know what I'm saying? I think he's money. I, I mean, I, not, his, his dad's got money, so I don't think he's too worried about that. To be honest, pounds. I think he's got four million pounds. Hey, with these right, guys, it's not everything. Really not everything's money. So for some people, I think it's about career. I think it's about working with boxers that brings your legacy and your reputation. So you and I think that, that, I wouldn't be surprised. I don't feel that uh, Hay or any like heavyweight is really necessarily going to benefit from sort of the way McGuigan trains his fighters. I think we've seen sort of with Frampton and Groves. Um, Sort of different. I don't know. Is it maybe a difference in the way they fight under McGuigan to the way uh, Hayes fought? Obviously, he's only had three fights under McGuigan. But do you guys feel maybe that Hay needs to go elsewhere? Do you think it's the right move to maybe not like disrespecting Shane yeah, Stark, who's no, a great no. trainer? And um, I mean, I just personally, I mean, look, Hay is a fighter. Um, respect him, but let's be honest. I don't think he's really going to set the world on fire anymore since what we've seen since his comeback. Um, he lost to Bellew, but obviously there was an injury during that fight. Whether he had an injury leading up to it, we'll never know. But he didn't start the fight in the way he said he would. So clearly his actions didn't match up to his words. For me, I think McGuigan, um, if you look at the camp of fighters that he has, the way he trains his fighters, I think he's quite intense. I think Hay probably isn't that fuss. I think he might struggle to motivate Hay. And I wouldn't be surprised if it was just like, look, it's not working. I mean, if you look on the posts, uh, Hay's profile, what he's been doing on social media... He's been all over the world. You don't really see him training with 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 McGuigan. I think if you look at the fighters McGuigan's got under him at the moment, he's probably feeling, you know what, he's going to help my reputation much more than David Hay done. Because if you think about it, he probably got a lot, of, a little bit of the backlash from that David Hay fight because of Hay's antics, mm. having to train him on a yacht, listening to whatever they were listening to while Hayes in the jacuzzi. I mean, is that really McGuigan style when you see Frampton, Groves running down the streets of London yeah, in the cold weather? He's the of Conrad Cummins. Taylor. Uh, the of Taylor. So he's probably a bit drained, I'd say, maybe training was, all these fighters. Yeah, so it wouldn't be surprised if you thought, you know what, does he really need Hay? Can he really take Hay to the glory of, of beating mm. Eduardo or Joshua? Yeah, I think yeah, Hay's best days are way behind him, aren't they? Yeah. I, mean, I think he's just a broken guy, you know. Yeah. He, I mean, it's, it's just, it needs to call it quits, isn't yeah. it? Really? It's time to just, yeah, just say you retire. Know. I mean, like, it's always tough to tell any fighter to retire, but you just realistically think, is he going to do anything to <coughs> any of these top boys? No. I think the answer is no. Because remember, he has to come back and fight Bellew and beat Bellew before he can look at, even yeah. look at world level. Exactly, and, and, and Bellew wasn't even heavyweight. No, exactly. <laughs> so it says so. it there. Um, Josh Boazzi, what do you guys think of that? Great signing. Great signing, yeah. Match him doing it again. Even more impressive the fact that he's going through AJ management. Yeah. AJ management is smashing it. Cause right, we know AJ Boxing. Lawrence Acoli is part of AJ management. Yep. It just seems like if you're a solid Olympian, you're going to come through AJ management. It's all that. Oh, so he's definitely putting his hands in the pies. Oh, exactly. It's, it's that Sheffield, isn't it? He's up there in Sheffield. They're all coming yep. through. You can see who's going to They all idolise him. They all idolise him. It's like, listen, sign up with me. I get you to top straight away. Mm. Eddie Hearn's like, yeah, bring you on. Yeah. Like, it's like the production factory, isn't it? Like and I think definitely is, out is, of all the sort of uh, GB stable, I think Boazzi's definitely going to be the one thing to watch. I think he's definitely yeah. got the most potential yeah, out of Yeah, he was the most impressive His amateur Olympics, pedigree, obviously he's won the bronze at London, I um, think. No, Rio. 
No, was it was it Rio? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Was yeah, it not Los? Was it no, Rio? No, no, Rio? Oh, Rio. Rio. Okay, yeah, 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 so Rio. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So I mean, um, yeah, for me, I think he was the most impressive out of Rio. Um, I think he's in a again competitive division. Um, Look forward to seeing it. I think I've read something that they said they want to put him in eight fights this year. Eight fights in, but I think they mean eight fights in an, like a calendar year, not in six like months. Not, not the next yeah, six not six months. Yeah, and like Akoli as well, because yeah. if you think about it, Akoli since March, was it March that he came out of with eight? Yeah. But his fight is that the guy who fought on the Brook on the card. Oh, that was a yeah, I joke. <laughs> I mean, I think I looked at the guy's record and he had about 105 losses. Yeah. <laughs> so the guy was literally yeah. like. This. And I think um, I think Buatzi's, um actually had offers from the likes of top ranks. So I think mm. he's sort of probably looked. He's definitely at, sought after, isn't yeah, he? Yeah, definitely looked at the uh, what route he's going to go down. So I think definitely Matchroom is probably the, yeah. the most. And um, I remember I ideal. so uh, Combination, big up Combination. He arranged a media day for Chamberlain, and then Buatzi was there. And I remember speaking to him, and I was impressed with kind of he's quite he's very level-headed but you know he takes his training very seriously and he said you know he's just concentrating on the amateurs um training up in Sheffield he didn't obviously he didn't have any fights no tournaments arranged but he was still dedicated to traveling up to Sheffield and traveling back down so and especially when he had to complete his degree as well he's exactly. only just come out with a 2-1 there so, you go so hopefully I mean, Hopefully, I wish him all the best. I mean, sorry, I wish him all the best, the and hopefully, he was one. Yeah, he yeah. was um, because there was an interview. I think IFL did an interview. I think a few months ago uh, with Boatsy, and I think they said they were asking him about sort of. We know that there's rumours, speculations that you're going to turn pro. Um, obviously, nothing to the um, that no information of that sort of sense was uh, leaked about what uh, management he was going to go mm-hmm. uh, un- under, but. Um, yeah, I think whilst he was uh, doing the boxing and obviously at the Olympics, I think he had the degree. Um, he's only just come out of uni with the degree. So yes, I think obviously yeah, balancing yeah. that was yeah, obviously hard. Tough, so he yeah, had to sort of yeah. uh, evaluate his uh, options. But I think now is probably the best time with the boxing season sort of coming to a close just exactly. to be put yourself out there as like, the last sort of big news of the year. Yes. So I think it's a great way for him to also make his debut. I think that's going to be a good card. So hopefully Raps on TV will be down in effect. Hopefully the, the head of media will give us our press pass by that time. But yeah, we're looking to... Hopefully, um, fingers crossed. Fingers <laughs> crossed and legs crossed. Um, but yeah, so we're definitely looking forward to that. Um, but in other, I keep saying matchroom news, but I think in other big news, um, Eddie Hearn has come out and said that AJ Klitschko rematch is more than likely going to be happening and it's just discussing locations. Do you think he's blagging in nah, terms of the nah. locations? Do you really think Dubai, Nigeria and China are are serious options for, for that fight? Well, he said that and he said, but, you know, we, we know what we're doing in England. Pretty much, you know, he's probably doing Cardiff. Yeah. Right? I, yeah, I think the most realistic option it's is Cardiff. Cardiff. I think if you're going to fight in the bird's nest or fight in uh, America, I think the most realistic fight in America would be the Wilder fight. I don't think he's going to really... I don't think they're going to really gain anything by fighting Klitschko abroad yet because obviously Wembley did great numbers unless it was Germany but they don't have the Germany. same size stadium. America still America I think still America would be still. because you know could build that American audience you know get rid of that wilder fight you know and, and I agree with you. I just think that I think the problem with America is the capacity I think could they sell out 40,000 arena in, in America I just remember know. the Canelo Golovkin fight hasn't been given a stadium no it has T-Mobile. T-Mobile yeah but T-Mobile. not stadium approval like um, say like with the Canelo Liam Smith fight was that a stadium yes Germany? okay so they didn't get yeah so at the moment it's been announced that it's, it's going to be a T-Mobile, T-Mobile yeah, yeah. yeah. Yeah, but my point in question is, I just don't see Joshua Klitschko selling that, you know, tens upon tens of thousands. Um, 
because remember, the way it would just easily you could easily sell that in England, and I think you could easily sell it in Germany. But I don't know how much the Allianz Arena holds. Um, I don't know if that's sixty thousand by Munich Stadium, but That'd be a good chat actually. Yeah, I think outside of those two, I think Nigeria. I mean, I think it would be great. I think look, it's very clever, very iconic to start fighting outside of territories that have no relation to either fighter the way Muhammad Ali done, but. Well, Nigeria I think, is, is his heritage, isn't it? Exactly. Yeah. So, but I just think to have to have the guys fight out there, I just don't. I think the way boxing is such a business now. I think if you look at when Muhammad Ali fought in Zaire, they allowed all of the locals to attend. I think this fight now, they would want to sell out as many tickets as possible, and I just don't see fifty thousand British fans tra- tra- jumping on a tra- on a plane to to Lagos or Beijing to watch Anthony Joshua to be fair I definitely think it's clever business though I think Eddie's sort of looking at these venues and sort of saying that this is how we're going to build Joshua's profile mm. I think fighting at the MGM obviously he's going to have to fight America eventually so maybe start now sort of have that elite name on his record fighting obviously in at Wembley and then again fighting Klitschko in mm. America beating Klitschko in America and then having the likes of Showtime sort of get behind him more and pronounce mm. himself. Do you know the weird thing is, is and you might th- <coughs> you might think there's madness to this, but I don't even see him fighting in America. And I'll tell you why, because I think the, the, the bigger money fight is for Wilder to come here. And I think outside of Wilder in the heavyweights, I don't really see any American heavyweights really having a decent shot of getting a fight with Joshua. So would they just keep fighting? And I, I can't see, unless Joshua leaves matchroom, and goes to Aohei Moon or Top Rank or Golden Boy, then I think he's just going to continue fighting in the UK shores as long as possible, and they're going to milk the fact that he will, he's a big name, which which is more than just, which more than right. But, I mean, if I said to you, even Fury Joshua in, in, in America, it just doesn't feel, it doesn't sound right. I don't see it selling out. And, like, he's not going to fight the likes of Gerald Miller. He's already cleaned out the top Americans, yeah, Brazil, Molina. Exactly. He's, not, he's got Charles no, he's got, no apart from Wilder. And Wilder needs to come to the UK. The likes of Parker, <coughs> Joshua's not going to go to New Zealand He's not going to go to New Zealand to fight Parker. So they all need to sort of come to the UK. That, that's, that's what I think. Yeah. And, I mean, I'm not going to complain because, I mean, it makes it less, less travelling for us. Um, <laughs> Ward Kovalev. Countdown. Now that we've got, now that we've moved to a Tuesday show, we've now the next show will be the breakdown of that fight. Are we looking forward to it? Buzzing for it, yeah. Definitely, man. Like, but I'm Team Ward all the way. I really? Ain't t- I ain't got time for Kovalev, man. I I'm actually gonna be a bit controversial guys, here guys, and say yeah, I'm yeah. going for Kovalev. I yeah, think. yeah, because <laughs> I think I'm not gonna I'm not gonna say and um, yeah. degrade Ward for saying that he got gifted a victory. It's just mm. opinions, judges, or yeah. very. Um, it's just it's it's, it's just opinions, fo- it? yeah. Judging fights obviously subjective, but um, I personally had Kovalev. I think the first five rounds you couldn't really give argue a case for Ward winning any of those rounds. But I suppose no, the fact yes. he's been honest came out said that after five he was blowing, and Ward obviously having the sort of discipline under um, his um, under his trainer and stuff. Mm. I think winning the the seven rounds was key. I think one by round is what sort of Virgil Hunter wanted him to do. Yeah, yeah round by round. Yeah. So I think if you were to score the fight in Ward's favour, you could say maybe that Kovalev won the first five <coughs> and then give Ward maybe seven, the other seven rounds maybe. But then I thought if Kovalev's not going to lose seven rounds, he still wasn't really getting clipped by anything big. So mm. maybe give... So I think it's 
definitely interesting to hear ev- how everybody sees it. I will say, I don't remember my exact scorecard. I, I think I had it 113, I think after the knockdown, I gave the next round to Ward. I thought Ward fought really smart after the yeah. knockdown. I think, to me, it looked like it started taking over after that. That's point. what I would have said. But That's I think, how it looked yeah. to me. Yeah. But the only yeah, thing, yeah. Opinions, but you know? what, is, um, what I will say, this is, uh, at the bit I say, this is about three weeks ago, I was kind of like, yeah, Kovalev could do this because he needs to smash him and he needs to smash him early. But, you know where I'm, I'm starting to doubt Kovalev's ability is the mind. And I feel that mentally he's, he's, he's let Ward get under his skin a bit too much. And he's saying things and he's posting his messages. And I'm like, too you're angry. setting yourself, exactly, he's too, too angry. angry. You're setting yourself up for a fail. And he's not honest because he says, it's the judges, it's this, it's that. But then in, in the HBO, you say, after round seven, I was tired and I was running out of gas. So then if you know yourself after round seven, you're running out of gas. Why are you so surprised that you didn't necessarily get the decision? And why can't you not have the ability to say that? Well, people may have seen that. So I don't think it was a robbery on anyone's part. In truth, if War- if Kovalev was awarded, I would have said, look, I scored it for Ward. But you wouldn't but have I argued against Because Kovalev, I could have seen yeah. why Ward would have, uh, Kovalev would have got it. Um, but I think, do you think now that maybe... It's going to be a big fight. <laughs> I can't yeah. wait for it. <laughs> do you think maybe going into the rematch, obviously um, Kovalev seems out of the two the more intimidated by the first fight the way the reaction sort of went with the first fight do you sort of think going into the rematch obviously having that in the back of his head that judges obviously the three judges were American judges hopefully they'll get more neutral judges for the second fight but do you think that's going to be always play at the back of his mind that um, he could again get robbed not robbed but again not yeah, he may not get the decision, decision. yeah I mean deserves. I think I think personally he's definitely got that in his head um, I think if you heard the way he's I mean we all heard the way he kind of said, look, he's a local. I'm not a local kind of statement that he made after the fight. Um, what I would say is that, again, for me, I, I believe boxing is, is business as much as it's everything that happens in the ring. Blame your team. Your team were had the opportunity to appoint the judges. They appointed the American judges. You can't say no fair to that. I think even in this fight, I believe it's American judges again as well. Yeah, probably, yeah. You see? And, and they have a say into that. I mean, maybe not as much... Now, because first time they're around, they were the A-side. <clears throat> but, yeah, I think for me, he shouldn't let any... I think he's just letting... He's thinking too much. And he keeps saying things, I'm going to kick his ass, I'm going to kick yeah. his ass. And it's like, okay, even your grasp of English isn't that great, but you need to be able to understand that you're still fighting a great opponent. He just seems to think that he can wipe Andre Ward off the floor. And I'm just thinking, dude... And it definitely wasn't the best Andre Ward in the first five rounds. That's what I'm saying. Me. I mean, supposedly definitely. Andre Ward said he didn't do his road work as early as he started. So now he's saying I'm, I'm back like on the road. like what Darryl was saying. It was ill for this fight. And uh, you know what? I think it's going to be an easy, comprehensive points victory for Andre Ward. I think yeah, it might see. even stop him. Yeah, see, I don't, I, I, I'm not going to lie. I can't see the stoppage. It's not impossible. I can't see it. And I still don't think it'll be easy. I still think he's going to be tough. But I think he's just going to do the cleaner work. Yeah, which that's what I mean. Because the, the way I see it is... Look, Ward is a genius. He's been mm. with Kovalev now, right? And he knows what's expected. That's the first thing. Number two, he's going to be fitter for this fight, mm-hmm. right? Because he's done the road work, which he hadn't done before. Mm-hmm. I think mean, it's a combination of those two. It's just, a, it's just a different beast, isn't it? Yeah. Ward is just a different animal, man. So listen, you know I mean? we, can, we can go on and on and on, as you guys are probably going to hear when, when you download in. it. <laughs> we, we, this week, we've moved, so everybody's uh, busy, but... <laughs> want to say thank you for those listening those downloading don't forget to follow us on raps on tv at instagram on twitter at raps on tv facebook or social media platforms simple as that <laughs> S- simple as that all of that all of that so we're back next week where we'll be breaking down everything good about the ward versus kovalev don't forget to follow us it's www.rapsontv.com check out the website great articles from my man tom over here 
Jordan, Umar, the rest of the team, all of that. Enjoy your weekend and Joe we'll see well, you Joe soon. Joe as well. Joe as well. All the team. All the team. Big waves for this. <laughs>